Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's the weekend. So my shift has begun, I guess. This is when I show up. It's it's a good good schedule for you, Joel Pearl. I want this schedule. Just I have, I've slowly realized that like Thursday to Sunday seems to be like my working schedule here at Fightful. And uh, I guess I'm okay with it. It's it's newsworthy. We, we talk about the news here through the week. So I get a good chance to catch up with Jeremy and talk about the news and all the stuff that you saw or didn't see across your news feed. Uh, Jeremy, how you doing this week? I'm I'm well. It's been a great morning, Joel Pearl. Great Friday. I guess it's Saturday now, but it's been a great morning. Love. I'm good. How are you? Saturday mornings are always a treat. Uh, I, I, I watched my 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 son my little child sleep go to sleep in his crib just now take a nap he is currently sleeping with both legs outside of the crib like through the slats just dangling out there and i'm just like i hope he doesn't wake up or try to move because that's going to wake his ass up and i don't need that right now well best wishes to him and his nap time i'm going to take a nap after this recording so let's record so i can sleep joel so i can be like kenta and go to sleep. Everyone should watch this video, leave a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and then go take a nap. We deserve yes. it. Yes. Yeah, you We're... deserve your nap, you listening to this right now. You've worked hard this week, Monday through Friday. Go take a nap. Go take care of yourself, everybody. Let us lull you to sleep. Hmm. Do, do I, I've been told I have, I don't think this at all, but it, okay. I've been told one person has told me this and she married me for some reason that I have a, a soothing enough voice to where they can just fall asleep. But I feel like that only happens if, you know, you actually do really like that person. It's like, Oh, that voice is so comforting. I don't feel like my voice is comforting for anybody else. Cause I scream and I have the, all these different levels to my voice, Joel. Well, you scream when you, <clears throat> wow, that was great. For me. <laughs> that was not a soothing voice at all. <laughs> Sir, I don't know if you want this anymore, but uh, <laughs> for me, I mean, my voice usually stays a pretty, pretty even tone. But for you, yes, you do modulate. You do you, you emote. That's how you react in the time. That's fine. That's how we do it here. You got to do it. You, you got that. Yes, you're very eccentric. You got that that voice for radio, not the face. It's okay. Your no. face is good for online. It's fine. I Let's, do have uh, a face for radio. Do have a face that, for radio. That's what I've been saying about myself for years. All these lucha masks behind me, they're just failed attempts at covering up. That's all it is. All right. Are you ready to go with number five? Let's get to it, Joel. Let's get into it. Scissor me, daddy ass. Anthony Bowens didn't ask for permission to scream it. And he talked about it on Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. I am quickly becoming a fan of Allison Rosen. She is apparently quite friendly with RJ City. And I guess RJ is starting to or has helped her. Uh, have a few wrestlers on the show. I know Alexa Bliss has made an appearance. Now Anthony Bowens has shown up. Uh, talk to me about Anthony Bowens' appearance on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. Well, Anthony Bowens, first off, is great. Uh, I'll listen to kind of any interview with Anthony Bowens. I, I find him very engaging when, when he speaks. He's got some good stories to tell. But I mainly want to put over Allison Rosen because I discovered her podcast because RJ City was on it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this, see what happens. And yeah, they, since then, she's had more wrestlers on it. Uh, Dalton Castle was on it a, a couple months ago. 
and it's a really fun podcast. And now she does like this bit. She did it on this show with Bowens. She's like, I guess I'm like the number one wrestling journalist out there. Like all these wrestlers want to come on my podcast. It's so, like, she's clearly not like a wrestling fan, but her producer co-host like does like wrestling. And he was at one of the recent AEW shows. And I think that's how he became friendly with Bowens. And that's how he got on the show and everything. But she's really fun. She doesn't like ask a ton of wrestling questions um but they she she has some and then it leads into more stories and stuff but she also just gets like life questions and life stories she plays like games with the guests and everything she has like little, little segments of like quick hitters like hey trash this person like what made you upset today just fucking bury this person uh and bowen's buried like an old coach of his that said he'd never make it or said some sh- or wouldn't book him or whatever it was but she it's a really fun podcast so if you've not listened to allison rosen is your new best friend if you listen to it she might be your new best friend after you listen to it because i think i think she's really good and if i had more time and i didn't spend all of my time listening to wrestling podcasts i'd probably just listen to her show no matter who her guest was because i think she's a really good host and a really good interviewer and it's a really fun podcast so i'm more putting over allison rosen here than the bowen story which is a good story he talked about the chance and the that's right chant which is supposed to be like the new what chant he said he was trying to get over that's a different article uh but this article with the yeah scissor me daddy ass he didn't asked for permission and he talks about how he's trying to get it on a t-shirt and there was some pushback from uh uh the warner brothers company about like putting that on a shirt and everything they finally got it through so it's a good story but this is more of just everyone go listen to allison rosen as your new best friend some of my favorite content is and it's not even wrestling related but let's we'll bring it to wrestling for a second my favorite content is when a wrestler is on a podcast with someone who maybe the producer is a fan and so they do the homework but then you have the host who's also kind of curious about what it's like to be in that entertainment field so they'll ask like weird out of the park questions and that's kind of how you get to stuff like this and and the and that's right you know the, these quotable and headlineable moments uh and and if it doesn't come from like that kind of conversation then it comes from like someone who's kind of more hardcore right who's someone who knows a, a little bit about everything about a person's career so i i like allison rosen and i like this particular podcast it was uh it was a lot of fun to listen to and, and kind of get my head around so i don't know i don't know if you agree with that where, where some of the better stuff comes from people who aren't like necessarily super duper hardcore but uh have some interest in that. i think i think sometimes it can sometimes those podcast interviews are very generic and cliche. And when when you listen to as much as I do and you've heard as many of these stories, I can only listen to someone tell their, this is how I got signed story. This is how I got started in wrestling story. So many times. Like I just, they, it, it's it's not fun for me. But for I understand for that audience who has maybe never heard of this pro wrestler, that's a new story to them. So they have to tell it. Uh, but when you have, I think Allison Rosen is, is like a nice mix because she's a new fan who has a relationship with, with wrestlers and has, seems to have a good friendship with RJ city and stuff, but she is also, she's again, just like very engaging and stuff. She does, she does the bit during this podcast is like Anthony Bowens tells like, yeah, we're trying to get that's right over. And like throughout the podcast, like Bowens will say something and she'll just be like, that's right. And like, and Bowens like, yeah, bring it back. And like, they're just having fun. And I think that's when you get the actual like good content in, in out of an interview is when you can tell the host is just having fun. And it's not just like 
tell me about your origin story and tell me about this thing type of thing, because then the wrestler is just going to, you know, give the memorized answer of what they've always said, because they've been asked this question a million times when you can tell the host is like listening and engaging and trying to banter and play about, then you get the the better content. So I think there's a balance there. And I think it, it, not everyone can find that balance, but I think Allison Rosen has done uh, an amazing job with that. And, and to piggyback off of that, you know, there really does need to be a chemistry involved because yeah. some sometimes that interview that you have just you're an excellent interviewer and you have great questions, but that person is having a day or you're not on it today. Like whatever it is, it just it really does come down to that moment. It does come down to the chemistry that you have with your guests. So I get it. I mean, I, in my limited experience doing interviews. Uh, with professional wrestlers, you know, some of them I get along really comfortably with, and therefore the questions and the conversations I had were very free flowing. Other times, not so much. You know, it's it's just the way of the conversation. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Let's move on to number four. We're talking about Athena. So the girls can hit just as hard as the guys. If I were a man, there would be no backlash. Athena was talking about uh, a whole lot of women's wrestling and her style and certain things that have come up in the news lately. She's on Busted Open Radio and uh, had quite a lot to say. And before we started this show today, I asked you, do you think that this was a kayfabe approach or is she being serious? And I think we kind of realized we're somewhere in the middle. So talk to me about uh, Athena on Busted Open. Well, Busted Open, and we've, we've talked about the, the show a lot, but like it can depending on who is there and who's asking the questions. And I think LaGreca leans more towards like, Hey, let's talk kind of like sort of kayfabe ish type stuff. Because like his question is like, Hey, why'd you like shift your style? Like, why have we seen this more aggressive side out of you? And you know, that is, that's more of a, just a kayfabe question of like, why are you doing this instead of, cause the whole backlash on this, uh, you can, it was, it was Jody threat was like the first match. Right. Uh, so that was the that was the first match that she started taking liberties with, with opponents and everything, and, and it blew up and it became this big thing. Like you know, typically the question this is the first time, as far as I know, that like Athena like really addressed everything. So typically the question might have been like, "Hey, what happened in this match?" And like, was you know, were you doing this? Like, what did you think of the reaction? Instead, it was just like, "Why's your shot style shift?" And Athena's initial answer is just like. Well, I felt like it. Nice guys finish last. Like sometimes you get frustrated and you just you're, you're lost in the shuffle. And like I think some of that is just very like kayfabe, just sort of stuff of like, oh, okay, like sure, I, I guess that's why you did it. But then she does talk about like the differences between men and, and women and how the everybody thinks that the women should be safe and things like that. And this is this is not like a new topic that athena has approached she she discussed this when she left WWE when she said like oh i want to do this in the ladder match and they're like well the girls we gotta be safe with them we don't want them taking these bumps and everything and she recapped her history on the independent scene and how she would always be like this more aggressive more hard-hitting kind of person and you know she says like the men are out here brian danielson and and dax harwood chop the shit out of each other throw these really hard strikes um and everything and you know people are like this is the best match ever like yeah they're really laying it in and then the women do it and it's like wait a second why are we why are we doing this no the this it shouldn't be like this and like she's not wrong when it comes to that like when i saw i don't know you, your reaction you were at this show right this, this is I, I was yeah yeah so I, I was don't, there 
So I don't I don't know what, what your reaction was to it, but when when this the clips came viral and everything, you know, everyone was like, she's taking liberty, she's shooting on her opponent, like she's unsafe and everything. And I saw it and I'm just like, looks like she's just kind of, you know, working a little bit, a little bit tougher than maybe we're used to out of her. But it didn't look any different than again, what like a Steiner brother what would do or what we we've seen on on dark before between some of the the tire level guys and the enhancement guys out there it's just like but because it's women we have to cause a fit about it so i'll give you my perspective before and after the match so or, or during the match i should say when i watched it live in the crowd in toronto uh first of all the crowd was like ecstatic because Jody threat is very, very popular here and just uh, an, uh, an excellent wrestler. I know Sean has put her over time and again, and rightfully so. Uh, so people were just excited for that. Athena of course has her own pedigree as a very solid wrestler period. End of sentence. Um, it got a little heated during the match, but we just kind of chalked that up to like Jody threat is that kind of wrestler. She is, she's a ball of fire and energy and she goes hard and like she's reckless. That's her style. I've never seen her get hurt because of it. And I don't think most people in the crowd had seen her get hurt because of it. So we just really enjoyed the match for what it was. Uh, and then after the fact, we saw on social media, people started posting clips from the, the filmed and edited version on Dark. And to me, it really felt like it was just bad faith acting from whoever was getting upset over it. Um, again, it, and most people would say, you know, if you don't know Jody Threat, well, here's a few matches you should probably check out before you you know, cast judgment on Athena for working a style that is much more comfortable for someone like Jody. And uh, if there, if anyone's going to be able to match the style of somebody else, it's someone like Athena who is much more of a ring general. So for me, I just kind of said, this is much ado about nothing. This is just people getting upset over, over nothing. And what it turned into ended up being the best possible situation for Athena because storyline wise, I know we don't talk about it here and that's not really what we're after, but um she was kind of floundering in the women's division. And now this is an opportunity for her to have a new attitude, a new perspective, and to wrestle a different style that much more complements what she's trying to uh, get attention for. This is good. The, what she's talking about here, this is good. It's, it's true. It's honest. There's frustration and there's reality. But it's also blurring the lines in a certain way that, for me, works and makes me more invested in Athena as a wrestler, as a person, as a character. So I, I quite enjoy the conversation. Um, I like it when the lines are blurred in a positive way that influences the story more than the person. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Athena, I've always enjoyed Athena interviews because she is very honest about stuff. She's not someone who is typically just like going to hold back and not say something because she's worried about it, getting her in trouble. There's, I know I've talked about this before. There's this the famous, she just went on Twitch and like reviewed, this is when she was part of WWE, just like reviewed Raw one week. It was like, yeah, I didn't really like that. I didn't really understand that. And that got that clip got pulled very quickly. Um, but like, she just doesn't really care. And I love that about her. So I'm, and this is, again, as far as I know, this, her talking about this on Busted Open was like the first time she'd really gotten a chance to talk about all of this since it happened. And this was like two months ago. I feel like so it's been it's been a while since it's it happened, but she just hasn't done any interviews to really address it. Congratulations to new Ring of Honor Women's Champion Athena. 
True. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Well, maybe by the time you've watched this and left a thumbs no, up. No, she won. Cool. She already won. She won. You're right. It's She already won. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Number three. JBL says he recommended to Vince McMahon that Fit Finley be hired in the mid-90s. Uh, Fit Finley on his podcast that he does with Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> JBL, JBL's podcast with Joe Briscoe, not Fit. Yeah, yeah, JBL does the podcast with Briscoe. Did I say Fit Finley does the podcast? Yes. My mistake. Yeah, JBL does a podcast with Briscoe called Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. So clearly, we know who hosts the show. Uh, he's talking about his first hiring is Justin Bradshaw. Justin Bradshaw. What's Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Justin, ha- that's why nobody kept the name. That's an awful name. It just tears you <laughs> up inside. <laughs> Talking about getting JHB. Hired. JHB, baby. Yeah, GHB. That's right. Uh, anyway, talking about whether Fit Finley would have gotten hired over J- uh, over John. Jer- John Jerry Bradshaw. Talk about the show because I got nothing. I My tongue's <laughs> tied. It's tied in knots, man. It's over. I can't watch these guys talk anymore. So this podcast, one is very long. Um. This particular one is two hours, but most of their podcasts are legitimately like two hours. Uh, And William Regal was actually the guest on this particular podcast, and it came out on Thursday. So, you know, people are... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc i'm listening to this and i'm familiar enough with their show to know like regal ain't really gonna say anything and this could have been taped weeks ago for all i know but i i'm also familiar enough with their podcast to know like this is not a let's get a juicy news headline what's the latest happening type of podcast it is stories with briscoe and bradshaw two guys like i think briscoe's in like his 70s jbl's got to be in his 50s these are two old school guys who are just sitting back drinking beer smoking whatever and they're just having these guests on to talk about like they're coming up through the business and just stories like they're it's really not even like they don't even like ask questions they're just like just tell a story and then they start talking and then briscoe will tell a story of his and bradshaw will kind of like tell a related story and then they'll just keep telling it's not even like an interview thing it's legitimately just imagine three people sitting around reminiscing about the old times and like if that's what you're into cool like there's there's some really fun stories in in these interviews i listened because i was curious to see if like hey is regal gonna say anything no regal covers basically his entire career up until the 90s and then jbl they talk about finley and of course regal and finley have their their big history together and regal is putting over finley and then jbl tells the story of like yeah when i got hired in the mid 90s like i 
you know, I go into Vince's office. He's like, is there anybody in Europe that I should hire? JBL is like Finley. And JBL and Finley worked together in, in Europe for uh, during the early 90s and stuff that I learned. Um, and he's, and Vince is like, well, would you hire him over you? And JBL is like, yeah, I probably would. People love Fit Finley. Like, I knew he's he was respected, good. but he's he is. Good. I knew he was like respected and everything, but people really love Fit Finley. And then I just started imagining like, what the fuck would Fit Finley look like in mid nineties WWF? And I don't think it'd be very good. <laughs> uh, think of Hornswoggle with Finley, but instead of Hornswoggle, it's Fit Finley doing Hornswoggle. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. You get the whole <laughs> Irish experience with that man. <laughs> He'd have his be- pot of gold coming out there and shit. Like, they, they, it, his finisher would be called the Lucky Charm or something. It would. It oh would my be god! Something. Perfect. Yeah, it would be something. It would. He got the shillelagh, but he wouldn't use the shillelagh. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was just an interesting little thing. I know JBL has praised Fit Finley before. Uh, just calling him, uh, talking about like just like what a great worker he was and everything. I did not know that he had legitimately recommended Finley be hired in the mid '90s. Obviously, it didn't happen. Finley went to WCW and everything. But one, I'd never heard this story before. Two, we've never we haven't talked about uh, Briscoe stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. So I wanted to kind of highlight their their podcast a little bit. Let everybody know that it's out there. And if you are an older wrestling fan, I think you'd probably enjoy this. Like if you just like listening to stories about like old wrestling and territory days and like coming up through the business and, and stuff like back in my day, you'd probably really, really like this podcast. I don't know how much of our, our viewership falls in that demo, but if you do go check it out, it's a, it's a, it's a long listen and it can get a little you know, Briscoe is older and he, he can get a little monotone and everything, but JBL is very good. JBL is very engaging and, and, and the guests are typically very good as well. For those who don't know, Jables also had a WWE Network show for a short amount of time where he would interview wrestlers. Uh, and that was really well received and it was a lot of fun. I think it was just called Conversations with JBL. But yeah. uh, go and find that. I think it ran for about a season or two on WWE Network. Doubt it's on Peacock. So you have to go and uh, you know go find the OG Network like I do. But if you can, it's very engaging stuff if you like talking about a little bit old school wrestling with, uh, with JBL. Who himself as a historian and has experienced a lot of that stuff. Uh, I like that. So let's move on. Number two, Dustin Rhodes says, I don't want to embarrass myself. I want to get out while I can still walk. Another busted open appearance this time with Dustin Rhodes uh, talking about seeing Ray Candy when he was, you know, walking to the ring with a walker and felt like that was past his prime and past his time. And he didn't want to be like Ray Candy. Dustin wants to go out while he can still walk. what do you think of this interview? Talk to me about it. So Dustin made headlines over the weekend when just at a blizzard brawl taping, he's like, 2023 is going to be my last year as like an in-ring performer. Like I'm kind of done. And then he even said in this interview, he's like, I didn't think it would blow up all that much. It's like, really? And, and LaGreca like kind of just pointed out to him. was like, really? You like, you didn't think this was going to be a big deal. Like you're, you're Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin admitted, I didn't cover this in the, the, uh, the article, but uh, I'll mention it now. Dustin admitted, like, yeah, I like I don't think of myself as like being on that level that people are going to care and everything. And Greco's like, well, you should. And Dustin's like, well, maybe I should. Uh, so yeah, Dustin didn't think this was going to be a thing. It obviously was a thing because Dustin has been in the game for 
three decades now. He's had a legendary career as multiple like personalities and stuff. He's proven that he can get over like just a regular old character and he's proven he can get over just gold dust. I mean, like an, uh, just an out there kind of character. And now he's in, in the twilight of his career and the, the, it, the end of his run here and he's doing coaching and, and helping out. He's still a bust out of fucking Canadian destroyer on, on Wednesday. So he's doing that kind of stuff. Um, as far as like his, his comments about everything, I thought they were interesting because I get where he's coming from. You and you see a lot of the older people who just keep wrestling, keep wrestling, keep wrestling. And some of them can go and it's fine. Dustin was very much of like, you know, I want to, I want to still be able to walk. Like, I don't want to have to do all of this stuff. I don't know if Dustin enjoys doing Canadian destroyers. I feel they're very out of place with him. Like when I saw it, he's done them before, but like when I saw it on Wednesday, I was like, man, why is like Dustin Rose just busting out Canadian destroyers? Like, does he really need to do this stuff? And I don't feel like he does, but I think he does it because he wants to like prove he can do this stuff and hang with the young guys and everything. I, I just like that. He gave more color on why he's deciding to, to walk away. He also revealed that his AW contract is up in July. I'm sure that'll lead to some talk and some speculation and everything that, he might go back to WWE and have one more match because he's going to end at 2023. You know, Cody Rhodes is going to push for this one. He's going to bring him in. Let us do a pay-per-view. Let, let us work one last match in WWE. This will be Dustin's final match. And that's how you build it. And could happen. Dustin just wants to coach his brother one last time. <laughs> But he can't be on screen with it. He can't be on screen with his brother for 12 months. Uh, this is interesting. Dustin says, it'll be 35 years in the business, almost 36. And that's a good round number. I'm sorry. What, when is, why is, why is 30 the round number? 35 is a round number, right? It's intervals of five. Yeah. 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 Make it to 40. I don't know. Make it to 40 by doing one or two matches a year. He's already coaching for AEW. Well, like he, it's not like he doesn't keep himself in shape is what I'm saying. And he said that like, even though 2023 might be like his last year, it does seem like he's open to the possibility of like, yeah, if they just need me to do a match here and there in upcoming years, like I'll do it type of thing. Uh, it, it was mainly what, what he's saying is like, you know, I can't do this thing of like, I'm wrestling once every two months because that just wrecks my body and everything. Like I either got to like be active or I got to not be active. So it sounds like he wants to be relatively active in 2023. And then after that, it's all right. If you need me for one match a year, I can probably give you one match a year. That makes sense. And I remember DDP also saying he doesn't want to do one match a year because that also wrecks his body. It's ultimately it's up to the performer. We know yeah. what they're comfortable with and how they feel. Um, regardless, a storied career, like we we talked about at the top of this article, he's been through everything and done everything. And maybe there is a possibility that, you know, after the summer, he winds up in WWE one last time. Or maybe Tony Khan makes overtures and gets himself uh, a, a, a Rhodes under contract after his contract uh, expires. Who knows? Let's move on to number one. Cole Cabana's back. Cole Cabana explains how bad apples are dealt with in wrestling locker rooms. Oh, dear. 
Well, he's not on his Art of Wrestling podcast, but check it out. Instead, he's appearing on the Work of Wrestling podcast, and he's asked about bad apples in the locker room. Buddy, the irony is not lost on me. I yeah. love that we're talking about it. How do we deal with bad apples in the locker room, Jeremy Lambert? So I'm going to talk a lot before I actually get to the, the question. I apologize as I, I Tony Khan, your, your question here. Um, I've never heard of the, the work of wrestling podcast, but the person is a wrestling fan. I apologize that I, I don't have his name off time. I should include that in the article. Tim Kale. Okay. There you go. Um, so I never heard of it. He, he's a wrestling fan. He said he like looks up to Cabana because Cabana like has done the art of wrestling podcast. And like, that's what kind of got him into podcasting. And he always wanted Cabana as like a guest and everything. So he was very clearly a fan of Cabana knew his career, knew of his career and everything, knew the stories and everything. And Cabana has done interviews and in, in, he has his own podcast since everything has sort of happened on his own podcast. He can talk about what he wants, right? Like he doesn't have to address anything. That's his own free flowing type of thing. He was on the pro wrestling tees podcast. Yeah. He says a great relationship with them. He can, you know, he can kind of maneuver his way through that of like, Hey, let's, let's not talk about this type of thing. This guy, I don't know if there was any directive beforehand of like, we're not going to talk about this type of thing. What I liked is that he obviously didn't directly mention like, Hey, what, what's up with all out CM Punk? Like, what do you think of this stuff? But, and I don't know if this was purposeful or not, but the fact that he asked this question makes me feel like there was intent behind the question about like bad Apple, because throughout the interview, he asked another question about like press conferences and like blurring those lines and stuff. So it feels like he was very much just trying to in a roundabout way, ask about everything and Cabana navigated it well, but I appreciated his attempt here at going after uh, what kind of everybody wants to talk about. Uh, So he asked about bad apples and Cabana gives the answer of like, yeah, usually like you kind of just got a group together and almost give them an ultimatum and they either change or they don't. And that's what happens. And Cabana even immediately off the top says, thinking about situations, not even talking about currently, but like ROH locker room and other locker rooms I've been in, like this is how it kind of happened. It's like, yeah, okay, we, we get it. We get it. But I thought it was a good question. I thought it was a good way to ask a, a question that was on kind of everybody's mind without having to directly ask the question on everybody's mind. And I thought Cabana's answer you can make of that what you will. So reading a little bit about this podcast, I, I admittedly have not heard Tim's podcast, The Work of Wrestling, but judging from the descriptions I'm reading, he takes an approach of the art in wrestling. Yes. Right? Yeah. He, he, he takes an artistic approach and not a news approach. So yes. for him to ask certain questions like this, he's not trying to get to the bottom of what's happened with CM Punk and Cole Cabana. He's not trying to get to the bottom of why the Young Bucks were suspended, all that stuff. He's trying to get to the bottom of like, locker room culture regardless of where you are and what time you are that's about it seems like that's as far back as he wants to pull the curtain on on his own podcast which he is totally welcome to do uh the rest of the time it looks like everything else is like what were the stories that were important this week in wrestling like what were the 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 stories on air that were told that we're talking about that we're really diving into uh and that's why 
like you said, that, that's why he kind of gets away with it is because he's not investigative journalist Tim Kale. He is artist discusser Tim Kale. <laughs> and that's and that's, and that's good. And that's very true. Like he mentions that it, in his podcast and everything. And you can tell by his line of questioning that he's definitely not looking to make like headlines and stuff. Again, this is on me. I have not done, I've not listened to the podcast to do like a bunch of research and everything, but like, I don't know if he's asked this question to other guests and, or if this was almost just say, let me ask this to Colt because of everything. So you're right in that, like it fit with the overall theme of his podcast, but it also, it, it fit with a relevant news topic. And would he have asked this question if he was interviewing let's say keith lee like is he asking about bad apples in the locker room i i don't i don't know because he does ask a question uh, later on of like why is there more coke cabana on tv like i want to see more coke cabana on my tv and cabana talks about that a little bit as well so and that's where he mentions like the, uh the aw deal where jericho had requested him and jericho talks about that on on his podcast today friday for those uh Friday for context. Uh, he talked about that on his, on his podcast, like getting Colt back and everything. So it Colt's uh, in the news a little bit with uh, doing podcast rounds and Jericho on his own podcast, recapping his 2022 and everything. But I thought it was a interesting question, whether he was attempting to get this type of information or not, whether it fit with the, the narrative of his, of his podcast, whatever the, however the question came about and then Colt's answer, however you want to make of that how would you jeremy lambert deal with bad apples in your locker room i'd eat a muffin and i'd say i'm old i'm hurt i'm fucking tired I'd, and i work with empty-headed dumb fuck children who couldn't manage target i think that's the proper way to deal with your co-workers who are annoying you target didn't really survive here in canada so uh because it was managed by a bunch of young bucks, apparently. Apparently, no one was ready for it. So yeah. I guess we got to get out of here. I guess it's time. Go enjoy your weekends. Jeremy, what would you like to plug? I know where we're going with this. Let's go. Don't follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hive has apparently died. And so I would like to. Died, state, buddy. It never started. Well, I would like to state that I never went over there. And so I was first. Um, follow <laughs> Steven Jensen. Follow Steven yeah. Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore go to fightful overbooked. We have new content every single day. Go subscribe to the channel. I mean, you're on the channel right now. Leave a thumbs up on this video and other videos. Uh, Mighty Ducks game changers. You can watch Steven Jensen and SB three review season two. That it is up on the channel. Now Tim and Joel have a new episode on Sunday. Tag talk will be back this week. Coexisting is up new, new content every day. There was a new, new Japan episode this week as well. Hell yeah, Bread Club. Yeah. The Gauntlet with Andy, the great, the GOAT, Andrew Thompson. Talking about Kofi Kingston's title run. So, mm-hmm. yes, a lot of a lot of content that you can consume on Fight Clover Booked. And we got ideas for the end of the year as well. By the way, uh, congratulations to Rob and Maggie. This is uh, their one-year anniversary show just happened this week. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send them They're congratulations great. here. They are great. Shout out, shout out to, shout out to robert wilkins who is always just trying to do stuff and Mm -hmm. i appreciate his ambition and his willingness to help even even though like he's not part of the news team on fightful technically he's always looking to help with the writing and take on projects and everything 
Rob Wilkins is a fantastic human being and everyone should go if you want to follow him on Twitter you can, you can do that but go, go watch Coexisting and support that show yeah absolutely uh, congratulations on a year wanted to shout them out because uh, it's hard it, 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 content creation is not an easy gig a lot of people think that it can be that way but uh, it takes a lot of hard work a lot of dedication so I want to wish them uh, congratulations and keep it up because it's great stuff I am Atrial Pearl J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L go subscribe to us here at Five Overbooked and we'll see you in the next one cheers Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc